Nevis de Argonzola, but in his early days in Georgetown he was called by his Christian name only, and later he wished to be known simply as Mr. Abel. I had no sooner made his acquaintance than I ceased to wonder at the esteem and even affection with which he, a Venezuelan, was regarded in this British colony. All knew and liked him, and the reason of it was the personal charm of the man, his kindly disposition, his manner with women, which pleased them and excited no man's jealousy, not even the old hot-tempered planters, with a very young and pretty and light-headed wife. His love of little children, of all wild creatures, of nature, and whatsoever was furthest removed from the common material interests and concerns of a purely commercial community. The things which excited other men, politics, sport, and the price of crystals, were outside of his thoughts, and when men had done with them for a season, when like the tempest they had blown their fill in office and clubroom and house, and wanted a change, it was a relief to turn to Mr. Abel and get him to discourse of his world, the world of nature and the spirit. It was all felt a good thing to have a Mr. Abel in Georgetown. That it was indeed good for me I quickly discovered. I had certainly not expected to meet in such a place with any person to share my tastes. That love of poetry which has been the chief passion and delight of my life, but such a one I had found in Mr. Abel. It surprised me that he, suckled on the literature of Spain, and a reader of only ten or twelve years of English literature, possessed a knowledge of our modern poetry as intimate as my own, and a love of it equally great. This feeling brought us together, and made us too. The nervous, olive-skinned Hispano-American of the tropics, and the phlegmatic blue-eyed Saxon of the cold north, one in spirit, and more than brothers. Many were the daylight hours we spent together, and tired the sun with talking. Many, past counting, the precious evenings in that restful house of his where I was an almost daily guest. I had not looked for such happiness, nor, he often said, had he. A result of this intimacy was that the vague idea concerning his hidden past, that some unusual experience had profoundly affected him, and perhaps changed the whole course of his life, did not diminish, but on the contrary became accentuated and was often in my mind. The change in him was almost painful to witness whenever our wandering talk touched on the subject of the Aborigines and of the knowledge he had acquired of their character and languages when living or traveling among them. All that made his conversation most engaging, the lively, curious mind, the wit, the gaiety of spirit, tinged with a tender melancholy appeared to fade out of it. Even the expression of his face would change, becoming hard and set, and he would deal you out facts in a dry mechanical way, as if reading them in a book. It grieved me to note this. But I dropped no hint of such a feeling, and would never have spoken about it but for a quarrel which came at last to make the one brief solitary break in that close friendship of years. I got into a bad state of health and Abel was not only much concerned about it, but annoyed, as if I had not treated him well by being ill, and he would even say that I could get well if I wished to. I did not take this seriously, but one morning, when calling to see me at the office, he attacked me in a way that made me downright angry with him. 
He told me that indolence and the use of stimulants was the cause of my bad health. He spoke in a mocking way, with a presence of not quite meaning it, but the feeling could not be wholly disguised. Stung by his reproaches, I blurted out that he had no right to talk to me, even in fun, in such a way. Yes, he said, getting serious, he had the best right, that of our friendship. He would be no true friend if he kept his peace about such a matter. Then, in my haste, I retorted that to me the friendship between us did not seem so perfect and complete as it did to him. One condition of friendship is that the partners in it should be known to each other. He had had my whole life and mind open to him, to read it as in a book. His life was a closed and clasped volume to me. His face darkened, and after a few moments' silent reflection he got up.